Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, Shining Time Station, the Railway Series, etc. I'm Orion. And I'm Tony. And today we're going to be continuing our season three commentaries with a new batch of the three episodes. Uh, first off is Edward, Trevor, and the Really Useful Party. And we're just going to dive right into it. So wherever you have that ready, you can go ahead and pull that up and press play now. So I don't necessarily dislike this story. It's a fine story. I, It's just very season three. And there's nothing wrong about that. Season three is a great season. It's just different. Absolutely. It's um, And it's quite interesting here that there's no music um, right from the start. Um, and uh, it just makes it feel slightly off. It does, and that is another one of those. Uh, we've come across this a few times. Uh, season three seems to have this thing where, in the U.S. and U.K., there are some occasions where music just isn't where it should be. Uh, and apparently, this is one of the cases where the U.S. gets the copy without with missing music because uh, there's no music there, and there's no music in a scene that's coming up in a few minutes where Edward gets bad news from Trevor. So. Um... It's just weird, you know? It is. Um, and now I was, I was talking about, um, I was talking about uh, in Thomas Gets Bumped and in Trust Thomas, how that was developing the relationship between Thomas and Birdie. Um, and of course, uh, Thomas Percy in the mail train helps to develop the relationship between Percy and Harold. Uh, this is an example of how, you know, a, an already established pair, Edward and Trevor, they're trying to um, uh, kind of develop that a little bit, too. So it's a it's an interesting idea. Um, and I think it's a it's a nice little story. It feels very much like a like an annual story or a magazine story. Which is interesting because it is based on two magazine stories. Uh, the first, um, it's it's based partly on Edward and the Party. And it's based on another story called The Vicar's Fate. And by fate, I mean celebration or party. That's F-E-T-E. So, yes. Uh. <laughs> but I do, I, do, I do like this, that all of the road characters kind of coming together, because we don't normally get to see them interact, really, in any way. But this is nice that we have Trevor and Terrence and Bertie all uh, mingling it really is, and I I don't know if like there's some weird Mandela effect thing going on, but I swear at some point in my life I had heard that there was supposed to be some sort of idea about doing a spin-off series focused on like Bertie, Terrence, Trevor, Harold, and introducing another roadway character or two. I can find absolutely no evidence now to uh, to uh, back that up so maybe i just dreamed it maybe i just made it up and convinced myself that it was real i have no idea but if anything this episode seems almost like a backdoor pilot for a spin-off series about the roadway vehicles quite true um and i love this this kind of mutation of the trevor theme with this uh kind of uh sad ending here um yes 
but I always liked seeing, uh, obviously it, it stinks. Uh, but I, I always liked seeing birdie stuck in the mud. There was just something satisfying about that shot. And I used to love to play with my Ertl, um, characters in dirt outside and things. And I would often think about that birdie. Nice. This this is a fun episode, you know. I mean, it's not one of my favorites per se, but I do. Uh, with what you said earlier, it is nice to see all of the roadway vehicles minus Harold out uh, and together, you know. Absolutely, I mean, and it's an, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's an inoffensive episode. It's yeah. just a nice, cute little story. Exactly, you know. Um, and plus, it features the Vicar of Wellsworth. You gotta love him. He's a he's a nice character. Absolutely. So. And Edward, I mean, any episode, Edward doesn't get many starring roles um, in episodes, so it's nice to always see him. And I and I love Trevor, so. Oh, of course. So it's a nice, nice little episode. It's not not one of the best, but not one of the worst by any means. Oh, definitely. I, I think so, too. It's a fine story. So. And I think Trevor features in the next episode as well, a little bit, doesn't he? Just a little bit, yeah. So, and of course, that uh, next episode is James goes buzz buzz. Uh, so, if you have that available, you can go ahead and uh, get that pulled up, and you can press play now. I mean, right off the bat, we get Trevor, and I love this this theme. Of course, it's used uh, uh, quite a bit in season three and four, and even five a little bit. Um, uh, that little that little ditty at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um, I always liked this episode, it, mostly because I, I always really liked this uh, tape of James Goes Buzz Buzz, and of course it opened with this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I always I always loved the sound of Boko's horn, uh, and the way that George Carlin did the very deep voice for Boko mm-hmm. was quite nice. Of course, um, you know, kind of copied from uh, the Ringo Starr idea, which was to do a very low voice for Boko. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, and we really wouldn't see very much of Boko uh, after this. Uh, I mean, he appears a few times throughout the rest of season three and a little bit in season four, but I think this is one of... Oh, and season five as well. He does have he does have one major role in an episode of season five, but uh, it's one of the few times where Boko has a not quite starring role but a big role yeah absolutely he almost seems like a regular like one of the main characters in season three because he has a um the decent sized role in this and then also or i guess i should say actually particularly on particularly on that uh tape james goes buzz buzz and other stories right uh it had this as well as um one good turn which Mm -hmm. is a pretty boko heavy episode and uh wrong road which uh, obviously has Boko in it too. So, yeah. um, so it's, it's quite interesting that that was it's quite Boko heavy. It is. Just throw the disease along there and then, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'd have, uh, a whole Boko party. And I, <laughs> I always liked this, this, uh, version of this station here, yep. um, for season three. It is a nice one, isn't it? Um, and of course, here we have uh, one of the only bits of cell animation used in the TV series. 
Yes. Uh, the bee. I always like that little cartoon bee that shows up. It's always fun. Um, this is this actually is, I'd say, one of my one of the better episodes of season three. I think um, it's it's a fun story, and it it makes me nostalgic for when I was a kid. I had the um, the James Joe's Buzz Buzz set, where if you pressed your thumb down on James's nose for and held it there for like thirty seconds, you could. Uh, make his nose look normal and then it would slowly turn more and more red until it was, you know, big and red like it is in the episode just after he gets stung. This is the wooden railway set you're referring to. Correct? Wooden railway, yes, that's what I meant. Wooden railway. Yes. Uh although they did later, uh not a whole set, but they made a three pack of James Doe's Buzz Buzz for uh the Tate and Play stuff it wasn't nearly as fun because you couldn't change james's red nose back to normal but uh you know uh, it was a different time (laughs) but i always liked this idea about well i i've always had a bit of a fear of bees and i'm like not an irrational fear well maybe irrational i don't know um i'm not allergic to bee stings or anything like that as far as i know but I don't know if this episode contributed to it or not, but I certainly enjoyed the episode regardless of my feelings towards bees. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I just love the little uh, Michael Donald and Junior Campbell again. Great choice of music for the um, the little bee ditty, I guess you could call it. But whenever they're kind of buzzing around and when they buzz back into the hive, it's just a nice little piece of music that's it wasn't really used in anything else. Yes. It's it's very nice. I, I really do enjoy this episode. And I like I like how they sort of um explain the somewhat outdated uh term the bee's knees at the end. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very um uh it's almost as if he's Percy, considering that everyone always needed to explain everything to Percy. Right. Oh, yes. And so now we move into our third episode, um, which is uh, the best of the three. Um, for me, anyway. Oh, my um, God. And that is, uh, and also one of Britt Allcroft's favorite episodes as well. Um, mm. And that is All at Sea. And I have a particular fondness for this episode just because uh, the, the main Shining Time Station episode I used to watch growing up all the time. Uh, was Becky Makes a Wish, and this was the featured episode, uh, featured Thomas episode in that Shining Time episode. Um, so it has an extra special uh, place in my uh, Thomas nostalgia. But uh, if you have that pulled up, you can go ahead and press play now. I do have a particular fondness for this one as well. Um, it's a beautifully written episode, and it's one of it's one of only two episodes in this entire season that was not based on either a railway series or magazine story. It is a Brit and David original. And it's great. Oh, yes. Uh, it's just, it, it's, it's just full of atmosphere. Mm. Um, particularly this shot of Percy puffing by with the, uh, the illuminated coaches is just great. And, uh, and then puffing by at night. And then we see the crane lifting up the packages. It's just, um, it's David Mitten shooting his night shots, you know, at his finest. 
Oh, yes. I, those two shots that you pointed out got a lot of usage in music videos such as uh, The Night oh, Train absolutely. and such as that. And with good reason. They are beautiful shots. Oh, definitely. And I I like this, too. Uh, we get quite a bit, um, or at least a couple episodes, of this kind of Percy and Duck relationship. Um, of course, it's first established in Duck Takes Charge in the in the previous season. but But it's quite interesting that in Diesel does it again and in this episode. We get uh, a nice relationship here between Percy and Duck, and and this also continues with what you were saying earlier about uh, continuing the relationship between Percy and Harold as well. So you know we have we have two uh, Percy pairings in this episode, right? Um, and actually, Duck is Duck is featured quite a Duck is featured almost more than Thomas, I think, in season three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, considering that he's a um, you know major role in uh, Gordon, the famous visitor, Donald's duck. Uh, Diesel does it again. In this episode, uh, tender engines, uh, Oliver owns up bulgy. I mean, he's, he's actually in, he's a major role in many episodes of season three. And it was at this point that they considered changing the name to Dutch, the great Western engine and friends. Of course they didn't actually do that. I'm just making that up, but you know, <laughs> So, yeah. But, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Duck does, uh, for, for being considered a minor character by most people, Duck actually shows up quite a bit in season three. So. And I love the, the floating platform and just the use of the water here is great. Um, although it does have a, it has a quality that is quite, um, What's interesting is that it's not quite the the good water look that they achieved with tugs. For some reason, there's something about the water and the dock, particularly in this episode with the regatta and everything, that makes it look more like Theodore Tugboat. It does. I, I know what you're saying. It's the I think it's the rapid um, movement of the water, which was which is a very standard feature of Theodore Tugboat. Um, was apparently it's always choppy water at the big harbor. Yep. Um, but uh, but here in particular, it just it just has that look to it. Um, but uh, and a lot of Birdie in season three too. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, mm. Birdie's been in several episodes that we've watched recently. Um, I always this season three set of the level crossing. I always quite liked. Of course, it's um, vaguely similar to. Um, uh, to the set uh, within Percy Runs Away, um, that that signal box. It's it, not quite the same, but it's vaguely similar. Right. Um, and uh, similar angle and idea. But um, another piece of animation there with, mm. from, you know, similar to James Goes Buzz Buzz with the, with the shooting star. Um, yeah. But I do love, I love this episode. It's full of night shots, full of atmosphere, Great music. Well, uh, it's just great. I mean, speaking of atmosphere, uh, you know, this, uh, I mean, we, we haven't quite gotten to it yet. Oh, we're transitioning into it now, but this final scene, atmosphere, you know, to the hills, you know? Uh, oh, absolutely. And this is, I mean, just one of the most iconic shots of the series and one of Bridal Cross' favorite shots. Um, yeah, you know, that that David Mitten had set up, so it's well, it's great. Well, so, so much so that um, well, it was one of David Mitten's favorite shots as well, and uh, they both loved it so much that I think David Mitten actually 
took a copy of uh, one of the stills from that. Uh, he took one of the stills and actually had it framed and gave it to Brit as a present, from what I understand. It's just beautiful. It's just a shame that it's uh, Thomas, Percy, and Duck. Um, right. I mean, I, I love Duck, obviously, but there's um, if it was a different character that's that appears more often, it would be like the perfect iconic shot. It um, would. But instead, it's Duck, who's you know kind of an oddball character to put to put in there. So yeah, um, not not Thomas, Percy, and James, for example, which was the pairing or the pairing, the trio that they decided to go with for most of the marketing for a few years. Um, right, kind of seems to start around season five, um, where that those three seem to be the the way to go. I guess technically you could say it starts with Old Iron um, with their conversation there, but. Uh, of course, in season five with Thomas Percy and Old Slow Coach um, and a couple other sequences with Thomas Percy and James that just seemed to be a natural pairing. Right. Or a natural trio, I should say. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying, definitely. But I, I still think that it's one of the most gorgeous scenes, at, definitely in season three, at least. Um, you know, there's just something about it and the music and the narration. It's so wonderful. Um uh, I know we've talked a lot about Mike Donald and Junior Campbell's music. Uh, the music that we hear in that last scene is kind of a repeat of music that we heard in Henry's Forest. And we'll hear it once or twice again, but um, it's got a different ending, you know, whereas in Henry's Forest, it has kind of like a sadder ending. Um, this one has more of an uplifting ending. And I think that it's just beautiful. Absolutely. I think it's, it's great. Um, and it is, it's, uh, definitely one of my favorite episodes that, that Brit and David wrote. Yes. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just a, just a great episode. It, it really works. It, it, it has a different style to it than some of the other episodes. You can kind of tell it doesn't fit the mold. Right. Um, in terms of its narrative structure, um, it, it's hard to exactly pinpoint it, but, uh, but it's, it's great. Well, it's, it, it really shows the development I feel of Brit and David's writing because, you know, originally they had stuck to the idea of just adapting uh, the railway series stories. And then in season two, they got a little bit braver and decided, okay, we'll adapt mostly railway railway series stories and maybe an annual story. And then finally, you know, in season three, they started, they decided to go really big and, adapt railway series stories magazine stories and then write two stories of their own and um you know i even from the beginning of season three i think it shows how much their writing has evolved because i mean you can do adaptations and such as that but writing your own story is a different kettle of fish altogether and so i i i the fact that they wrote felt confident enough to write two uh, of their own stories for uh, season three, uh, at least one of which uh, is the one we just finished is beautiful. Uh, it shows tremendous improvement in writing. I feel. I 100% agree. Um, yeah. Like, like I said, just definitely one of the strongest things that they wrote together. Um, so yeah, that was our, um, those were three great commentaries for for season three. Um, I would say ranking those episodes. Um, I would say go um, for for me all at sea, 
James Goes Buzz Buzz, and then um, a, a pretty decent-sized gap there down to Edward Trevor and the really useful party. Not I, that it's a bad episode, but just that James Goes Buzz Buzz and, uh, and All at Sea are certainly um, top-tier season three. I, I would have to agree. I would say um, definitely that, that same order, All at Sea, Buzz Buzz, uh, James Goes Buzz Buzz, rather, and Edward Trevor and the Really Useful Party. Um, you know, uh, and while All at Sea, I, I hesitate to say that it's my al- absolute favorite episode of season three, but it's one of my, uh, th- we'll have to wait until the end of season three when we do our top and bottom uh, of season three uh, review. Um, but I, this is, this is I, I can almost guarantee that this is going to be in probably the top 10, if not the top five. For me, at least. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, and you can find us, of course, on uh, Facebook, uh, Talking Thomas Pod, Twitter at Talking Thomas One. So leave us a comment, leave us some feedback. Uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, let us know what, what are your favorite episodes uh, from the batch that we just discussed. Um, but uh, you can also, of course, keep listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, many other podcast platforms. And uh, we'll have some more Season 3 commentaries on the way, some more Railway Series book discussions, and uh, some other fun things uh, coming on down the line for you.